good. Good afternoon. Afternoon, afternoon. Welcome back to Akbagloshi episode six, right? Yeah. Um we've been we've been five episodes deep and it's been crazy. The reception has been good. Um I think the first four episodes we had a combined listen of over a thousand people. Okay. That's so great. this is definitely something we're doing right. Um so welcome to the sixth episode. Um we have a special guest again here today. Um, I could do the introduction, Nick, or let him just introduce himself. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, just uh, Aysen, um CEO and co-founder of iSpace. Um, and again, I think depends on what it is that you want to know, right? Um, that I hate introducing myself that way because it almost sounds like that's all I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, father of three, um, and yeah, Ghanaian, I guess. Yeah, nothing more. Are you so. fully Ghanaian? Yeah, very much Ghanaian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I felt like you had a bit of Nigerian you. You see, that's mm. but I do. I do. Okay. So I have this theory um, that along the way somewhere, because, you know, I'm Ghan, right? And okay. my, I think my second grandmother, so, yeah, she's from there somewhere, because that's oh. where my father kind of came from. So, okay. yeah, in a way, but I wasn't born there. Right, oh. but my father has that. I look, mean, I, so. I think you need to have no offense, mm. but I think you need to have a bit of Nigerian Niger- you to build something this great. And I'm you see, not, no. No, 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 you see, you see, no, but see, that in itself to I tell you something, that. right? No, but see, that in itself should tell you something, which I personally do agree with, right? Mm. I personally do agree with mm-hmm. because having lived in Lagos, yeah, and having seen how the environment. Exactly. Now I understand why a lot of Lagosians in that sense or Nigerians generally are the way they are, mm-hmm. right? And Ghanaians, there's 25, what, 25? S- sorry, it was just our Independence Day mm-hmm. on Sunday, by the right. way. <laughs> yeah, and I, did, I did wish you guys <laughs> independence. So, Thanks. Right? And we know there's about 25, 20, 23, 25 million people in the whole of Ghana, right? Yeah. In Lagos, you're looking at what, 19, 20 million people. No, I think right now it's about 25. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the whole population of Ghana on one island. True, true. So we have time to just be dilly dallying and you know relaxing, mm. right? Waiting for the mango to fall off the tree, and <laughs> you know. But in Lagos, you don't have time for Cause that because there's 25 other people, people ch- 25 waiting, million other people trying to get fed. Exactly. You know, so See, so it breeds your mentality differently. So mm. when you spot opportunities, you want to take them, yeah. maximize them as quickly as possible, and move yeah. on to the next thing, right? True. So then the byproduct of that, you learn how to take risk. Right, and then um, calculated or not, calculated or not. Whereas you see the beauty about again, and I think Nigerians tend to take less calculated risk than anything else. Whereas Ghanaians take calculated risk. That's why they don't achieve anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys, you guys. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, it's it's not that one. We are. We are cautious, you know. Cautious, cautious meaning what? You read how to jump off a building before you break your leg and all of those other stuff, and then it takes you ten years. You still read so, the book. So, so if if you are trying to learn how to swim first, you watch a video on YouTube. No, you jump into the water first. No, that's not the Ghanaian way. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 that's not the Ghanaian way. You're gonna that watch YouTube, waste data, and then when you get to the pool, you're thinking, okay, but would it work? No, would it work? And then yeah. let me go back and watch. So, so you have again. to think, what if? Yeah, but what if? It doesn't happen. See, that's Nigerian mentality. The failure is is there, right? But it's also that opposite to it that you might be successful. So mm. they look at we can be successful rather than we can fail. Because at the end of the day, if you try and you fail, at least you know. 
But if you sit there pondering whether you will fail or not and not doing it, then how are you going to know? But you know how society is. No one wants to be tagged that guy, that loser. So, so I'd rather, rather be a potential something right than a failed whatever. Ah, but you see, that's you what I'm saying. Forever, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. all your, all your, <laughs> all your um, role models are, were potential failures or were actual failures before they became successful, right? Because mm. they never became successful on their first product or service. They tried so many things. I mean, one of um, and funny now, one of my Nigerian friends used to say that if the Wright brothers, who invent, quote unquote, invented the plane, got it right the first time, we all be dead by now, <laughs> right? Because they had to make mistakes, mistakes for yeah. us to learn. And right, see, so that was the whole point. You you have to take the risks, make the mistake, learn from it, and grow. But then, from an African perspective, especially Ghana, do we have a word for failure? No. <laughs> we don't have a word for failure but we know that the westerners have so many different words for failure research development um you know this and they have so many different words what's research i'm researching to find out oh, if yeah. right development they don't even know whether the thing is going to work or not they just developing and that's all it is if it works great and they have words like testing testing yeah. meaning it might work it might not yeah. work phase. yeah yeah pilot phase, phase all those things right Every word apart from failure. Failure is the last word that they use after they've done everything else. But here, oh, <laughs> you're going to it's fail. Not it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have it won't work. It, it won't work. work. Yeah, yeah that's, that's our thing. Wow. I mean, so how does this mentality translate into to someone who wants to build a startup or wants to start something on their own? Great question. I would think they need to surround themselves with people that, are not afraid of failing. So if so you themselves in Nigerians. Yes, I was about <laughs> to say that. It's true. If you have to go to you know Lagos for at least two weeks, stay there, just dive in, right? And get to know how it works. Great. Or stop reading TechCrunch and all of those other stuff. Just stop reading them. Right? And do it. Why why stop? Because their environment is totally different from yours. You you get deluded into now everybody's talking about blockchain, blockchain, right? You haven't even sorted out electricity. And then you hear talking about blockchain and <laughs> is it <a> cryptocurrency. <laughs> African is like, try ask an African question. Okay, digital currency or cash? They'll be like, cash, any dick, right? <laughs> See, so you haven't even sorted that that problem, that trust mentality. True. And then you're going to talk about crypto, um, cryptocurrency. Sorry, good luck with that one, right? See, so we're reading things, almost like we're reading things light years ahead of us. And then we haven't even sorted out that first step that we need to take, right? See, so mm. to me... Rather than look towards Silicon Valley, Nigeria as a whole, or Lagos as a whole, should become our Silicon Valley as African startups, right? So if you've never been to Lagos as a CTO that's or a CEO, where that's where you should start. Okay, so, but then, okay, I, I kind of agree. Of course, I agree I'm Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, agree, I kind of agree with what you're saying, mm. but don't you think that in the grand scheme of things, even looking at Silicon Valley, mm. um, don't you think that in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be a more distributed network? So it's not just going to be focused at Silicon Valley. So you're going to have Silicon Valley as maybe Tech HQ. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to have other communities around the States, around Europe grow. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think the I think the Silicon Valley for AI, in terms of where people are doing research for AI and somewhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. So for Africa, judging by how fragile startup community mm -hmm. is. Right. Don't you think that there's even more need to not concentrate on one place and distribute across so that the development can catch up 
as quickly as possible. And that's, I mean, 100%, I agree, mm-hmm. right? 100%, I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, it's almost like you're looking at Nigeria being the character building for the two main positions in the startup. So the CTO and the CEO. Oh, You see okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Those are the places, because it's exactly the same way. Silicon Valley, yeah. you go there to know how the investors talk, what the kind of things that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Whereas you will not send your business development guy there, you might send him to Kenya, because that's where all the big um, you know, companies are. Okay. So they will go there and learn okay. how to just do the business side of things, right? Then you might send your legal team person to South Africa, because again, they have that legal infrastructure that might work. So they will learn mm-hmm. how startups you know, acquire, um, what do you call it, VCs, how to sign the right deals mm-hmm. and all that. But mm-hmm. for character, go to um, Lagos. Lagos. So that you will know that, okay, so if I develop this product as a CTO, I'm trying to reach um, 20 million people, right? What if 2 million people just downloaded it right now? What happens? It crashes. And you can get that critical mass in Lagos. Where else in Africa can you get 2 million people in one day? Hmm. I, I, wait, I think this is kind of unfair. Right? I'm a young guy. All I have is 20 cities and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't even afford to go across Accra. How how am I gonna get to Lagos? So what are there like any replicas or any support systems that would help you get the Lagos experience without having to go to Lagos? Um I mean you're hundred percent right because some of these startups that start in Africa, we don't have money. Right? Let's not delude ourselves. Some entrepreneurs abroad, we have credit cards and we live on it. But most people here have real cash or real nightmares. So yeah. let's not be deluded. But then this is where hubs come into play, right? Mm. Um, where you have your iSpaces, your impact hubs, and all of those other um, Kumasi hives and all of those around the nation. So what we can do, we can come together and build almost like an investment pot, right? Where we will say, okay, this person wants to do A, B, C, and D. They've tested themselves in Ghana, and we feel they're credible enough that we can move them from here to go to Lagos for just two weeks, right? And then we will facilitate that movement. So we will pay for the plane ticket and all of that. But because we've got partnerships in Lagos, Mm -hmm. we would tell somebody to kind of house you. So rather than stay in a hotel, why don't you just stay with um, another um, startup over there? It's almost like B&B for startups. So they look after each other that way. Sorry to cut you short, Mm -hmm. but has iSpace done this for any select you know, startups in Ghana. Yeah, we've done that for two of our guys, um, Emmanuel, who is working on a fintech, and then oh. another um, partner of his, um, what's his name, um, Jonathan, right? Okay. So, so they went to Lagos, but then it was through um, a program where you get on the bus, um, and then oh. they drive down. See, so something like that can be okay. done. So, so they go on the bus, and then a the whole group of them just go on okay. the bus. So we then pay for their, um, air, I mean, their accommodation. transportation, accommodation, and everything okay. else for them to go. Right. Okay. See, so that is something that we can do. So for startups that can't afford it, okay. we can then find. So necessarily, don't have to even jump on the plane. They okay. can just go on the bus, okay. right? Because the bus from here, there's buses from here that go to Lagos, right? See, so okay. we all get on it, get five or six people on it, boom, and then connect somebody over there. We house them for two mm. weeks. All they're doing is just embedding themselves with a the startup. See, so even with that twenty city and the dream, it can be possible you if you yourself. have the right people that want to support that, and if you're quote-unquote humble enough to put yourself through that two weeks experience why not it could be done so can we look at this in terms of numbers now and say that odds of thriving as a startup in ghana without visiting lagos and odds of thriving as a startup in ghana with visiting lagos what are the ratios what do you think the 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 percentage of survival would be for either side of the divide because it's not being done yet i will arrogant well arrogantly say (laughs) that um if we try the Lagos approach, yeah. we'll probably be 100% survival. 
right? Mm. But right now, some of these startups that are surviving right now, mm. you will find out that some of them uh, got their money from daddy or got their money from daddy or um, government investment and all of those other stuff, right? And then eventually they got to the point where they are, um, quote-unquote, sustainable, right? And the ones that are really sustainable, who are they? They're working in the fintech. So in the fintech, yeah. might be like just two or three people, and that's it, who are kind of doing exactly the same thing anyway. So to me, the survival rate is not great on either side. Because we haven't tried the Lagos approach, we will never know, right? And I think that's something that we need to try and then see what happens but right now most of the um, startups are not surviving anyway yeah i mean I, I meant to ask that over the past five years do we have like actual success stories and no. i don't mean people who have been featured on forbes no or like no. They've, they've done the radio uh, circuit no. or tv <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's just no who why is that because you see people People choose that whole silence, humble thing as an excuse. See, so like you rightly said, some of these guys that we don't hear about are only successful because they get in government contracts, mm. right? Let's not kid ourselves. They get in government contracts or if they know somebody that, I mean, you've got some guys that are eating, lack of a better word, being successful because they created products for banks, right? Mm -hmm. So the bank totally owned the products. It's almost like mercenaries. So to me, that's not a success story, right? That's not because any one of us can create an app for a bank and then make the money. But the point is, did your company, does it own the app that is marketing? No. If it doesn't, then I won't count that as part of your product because the bank just paid you and you've made it and then thank you very much. So we don't really have that. And that stems from the fact that some of these guys it's easier to spend more time trying to be on Forbes and CNN and actually doing the work. Building because, the real product. Right. Yeah. And because we feel like we're subscribing to that American analogy of fake it till you make it, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work anymore, right? It really doesn't work anymore. So because we have people here that can be outsourced by the Indians or the you know UK people to work for them. See, so if you hear busy on CNN saying, yeah, I've created these software companies and I'm the best um, woman, um, businesswoman in Africa. Now I'm asking you a question. If you're the best woman in Africa, you're trying to tell me that you made more money than the wife of Otedola. Who owns <laughs> <it>. <laughs> How? True, you see what I'm saying? True, but because true, we don't ask these questions. True. We don't ask these questions. I think we're, we're going to come back to this because I, I really like the, the perspective on this. But um, if you're looking at the Ghana space now, I think that, I want to think that there's people thinking of things to do. But from your own perspective, what industries do you think can be disrupted? What what industries in Ghana do you think have enough funding that they can pay startups a lot of money to thrive in Ghana? Um, hmm. I would pretty much say all of them. But let's just look at the health okay. and then the fintech space. Okay. Right? We have a whole mass of people that are on banked right now, right? True. And if we are able to crack this whole fintech thing yeah. where it's not just paying for mobile credits and everything else, yeah. right? Yeah. It would be unbelievable. Like, really unbelievable. You go to. But isn't that something that needs to come from the Ghana Commercial Bank? Isn't that something no, no, that the needs ones to that are sitting? No, no, they're the ones that are sitting. They're the dinosaurs. They're the ones that are sitting on the innovation mm -hmm. because okay. they know the potential of it. See, so they're sitting on that, right? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They're the ones that are supposed to make that happen, but they're not going to make that happen anytime soon, right? 
Um, so maybe government needs to get involved okay. one way or the other. Okay. Um, or the startup world itself need to figure a way where we can just create APIs that can bypass everything else that they do. <laughs> okay. Right? But good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you look at the health um, sector as well, where across the nation we have a lot of problems when it comes to health, right? Hospitals, being in rural areas. Of don't People really don't know you know, how to kind of even monetize that. And then we have, you hear stories of people dying at hospitals because they couldn't afford to pay for a pregnancy. Like, really? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, re it's really that serious. And then when those um, June 3rd, the, the, flood. the flood happens, you saw how people just died needlessly because the emergency services, mm -hmm. <laughs> who are you going to call? Right. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And that's what's happening. So to me, those industries, you're looking at the health and obviously um, security side of things. But me, I would say fintech and health are the ones that if we can crack that right now, it will be unbelievable. Hmm. I mean, so if all of these possibilities exist, let's like go back to 2012. It was a very exciting time. Right. Like iSpace was starting up, Impact Hub was starting up, all of these I think the entrepreneurship buzz was like really going and we had people excited. There was this sense of accomplishment almost and feeling that we we want to something big. But now like five years, a mere five years later, most of these people nowhere to be found. That sense of community is gone. Like what do you think happened? I mean, great question. Um, what happened is and was people thought that entrepreneurship was a joke right thought it was a joke and people were just launching um hubs because it was they thought it was a cool thing to do mm. right and we also made that mistake when we launched our first hub in our little tower upstairs yeah we thought yeah you know entrepreneurs gonna come in people are just gonna work and, <laughs> you know we're gonna make money and everything yeah. is cool then reality just hit real quick that we just realized that we had a few selected developers who are then going around winning all these hackathons, right? Mm -hmm. And then don't create the products. So that means you didn't have a critical mass of people that can actually develop. You didn't have that many developers, right? So, so we had that, a lot of ideas, but no products to match it, totally. So that enthusiasm that everybody had for the investors that they want to see something, yeah. automatically they were like, okay, no, there's no products. So then that dropped, right? See, so then we had to then move into capacity building. Because then we figured, okay, the best way to kind of match that now will be training as many people as possible from coding side of things and also from the business side of things. So it's, it's almost like now we're doing the work that should have been done, done earlier. ages. Right, right. Because we have the likes of um, your MEST and all of those other people. But the difference is MEST is very insulated. It's very siloed, right? Because they're looking at themselves. They're not looking at the community at large in that sense. So, I mean right or wrongly you can ask your question they've been here since what 2002 five and to around yeah. 2005 right around that yeah see so where are all the developers that went through their um school good right? question they either go back and work for the banks or just disappear totally now if we had had the likes of the impact Hub or the ice spaces around the same time where if we'd have focused on capacity building around 2005 can you imagine the kind of developers and, and business people in the world that would have now? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's what it is. So we have almost like at the beginning stages 
of what we should have done so we kind of start and so maybe in by a year or two years time you're going to see the same enthusiasm come back come again on. because we're going to have the skill sets to match that enthusiasm two two questions now this is nice um first of all you said you mentioned the fact that there was really no capacity building um obviously the schools are to blame for that right. to a large extent yeah um so i if you look at it then, you look at it now, there's really no difference. At all. Because even in the universities, you have really old people teaching people how to code yeah. using Visual Basic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? So, I w- is, does Ghana not learn from his mistakes? That's the first thing I want to ask. Do the people here don't let... Is, is there a thing where, you know, it's still the same cycle, maybe some Vim comes, you know, the cycle distorts a little bit, but it still comes back, you know? Is that something that happens here? Secondly... So in Nigeria, in Lagos, the community, the way, the way it started, I look at it from, I don't really think it started with capacity building, but I think what supported Lagos was the community. Right. The fact that there were forefronters, people like Victor Asamota, people, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people at the forefront that were leading this evangelism, mm-hmm. or so to say. Do we have those people here as well? You know? So... I'll answer the first question and then come back to the second. The first one is, if you're doing something for so long and you're making money out of it, why change it, right? See, so if you're um, a professor who can manipulate all of these young girls and then sleep with them and give them a degree in <laughs> computer, <laughs> computer science and they can't code for shit, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm not going to swear. Um, they can't code for anything, but they said they've done computer science and it's working for you. And then you got the guys who then will pay you, the professor, you know, a thousand Ghana City just to sign off their degrees. Would you change anything? No. How can a 70-year-old be teaching you coding? Like, really? That's a young man's game. In 2017, (laughs) that's a young man's game. Right? It's a young man's game. So that in itself should tell you why we are where we are because the system is... People making money out of chaos. So they're not going to change it. So they would do any and everything possible for it not to change. Any and everything possible for it not to change. Because you have a school that says, okay, we've got a science and computer um, department and all of those other stuff. But then if you go to the school to talk to their dean about hubs, they don't even understand what a hub is. They don't even understand what a tech hub is. Hmm. See, So then how is that going to change? Because they're looking at students as cattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it is what it is. They're looking at my cattle. Production right? line. Production line. Just yeah. get them in, get them the money, get them the degree. Because at the end of the day, you know that they're not gonna go abroad for them to be tested, for them to know that okay, these guys, what they're teaching you, we here. See, so they will never know whether what they're learning is good or not because they'll be stuck in that environment, yeah. right? They'll be stuck in that environment. So. That then means that we have to stay the same. But then when on the second question, when you look at Nigeria, right? Look at the NBA. Most of the top guys that are playing, trace the accessory, now you find that they're Nigerians. One way or the other. They linked one way or the other, right? See, so, um, and then the Nigerians invested heavily on education. So some of your guys that have returned back or pushing this um, evangelism back in the day, are all guys, they either lived abroad and they've seen yeah. what can be done. So yeah, they yeah, came yeah. back and they saw the potential because they think can wait. So I'm in a country of like, let's say 180 million people mm. with this knowledge that I have. And I know a few Baba here and there that I can, you know, make some money off yeah. and they can yeah. give me money in here. See, yeah. so with that connection, they can make it happen. In Ghana, for where? 
Right, he's happy to leave the country. He's not happy to come back. <laughs> See, so the ones that stayed are only reading things on Google. They know practicals. They have not seen it. It's almost like that movie, Back to the Future, right? See, so some of us that have traveled abroad, we've been to the future. Now we've come back. We know what is possible. So with the right resources, we are able to push the agenda. But you have people that locally here, no matter how much passion you have, if you don't have a vision to match with that passion, it's not going to go anyway. And that's what we have. So we have, you know, I met you here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And he was passionate about the whole tech scene. So imagine if we had joined forces back in the day and think, okay, you know the community. I know how to get the money. So let's just form you know, the group and then make it happen. But at that time, he was working with Impact Hub. So there's no way we could have just then forgo whatever it is we're doing to just go and start, you know, preaching for people. And some of these guys were making money, right? And the difference is Nigerians will make a hundred dollar and let the whole world know about it. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I made a hundred dollar. Yes. Put yeah. the figure out there. And even from the hundred dollar, we you convince you and tell you there was a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right? See, so that means the whole office people were like, whoa, we need to invest That's in that and then yeah. move into that, right? So it's a trick that they play, and it works all the time. But in Ghana, they'll be like, oh, me, oh, I'm humble, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God has blessed me. <laughs> See, so they'll small. keep it to them small. <laughs> so they'll keep it to themselves, right? Yeah. So they'll just keep it to themselves. So as any investor, you think, oh, there's only one guy in that community doing it. See, so what's the point? I'm not really going to invest in that. Whereas in Nigeria, Nigeria will convince you. He might be the only one, but he will convince you that he has a whole army of developers. So then you will invest in that. Then you realize, oh, oh boy, he didn't have an army <laughs> developer. But then he will come back and be like, oh, no, chill, chill now, chill now. I'll get you I'll those developers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how it worked. That's why you had the community because you had the people that, you know, had the vision. So you had people that had raw cash, yeah. right? Then you had people that had the skill sets. Then you had the people that had the vision who were in the same circle. They decided, okay, you play this, I play that, and make sure that we push that agenda. Right, but in Ghana, no, I will go get my house in Transago Valley somewhere, mm. and then I'm the only one in the corner, and then be happy about it, and then always criticizing the young ones and telling them why they won't get anywhere and won't work. The Nigerian is looking at the young one, thinking, "Oh, if I don't help this guy, he's going to be a threat to me in 20 years." So you be like, oh, "Come, come, come, let me be your big daddy, and then I'll <laughs> help you." And that's it, right? See, so in as much as they say it from a selfish point of view, they still have that community agenda to push. So to me, it's the fact that a lot of Nigerians traveled abroad and then acquired that knowledge and then came back. To exactly, and that is the key: the people coming back and taking their time to build. Right, taking their time to build. That is the key. So, so, uh, wow! I need to digest all of that. Is, is, is okay. So, I, I look at Ghana, and first of all, this country can be very, very, very frustrating when it comes to tech. You know, <laughs> so that's the that's the first thing. But if they're not coming back. If the people who we expect to mm. acquire this knowledge are not mm. coming back, um, first of all, I feel like that knowledge is not even secret anymore. Mm. It's not. It's not. Mm. It doesn't take anything to know how what what, what it t- takes, takes to, to code, build right? a community right. or what to code. You mm. know, it's just all about just trying. Just keep mm-hmm. trying. Just keep trying. So why, with the rate of internet, the way internet has penetrated, why are people still not doing the same thing in Ghana? You know. 
are they still waiting mm-hmm. for some guy that is doing his MBA in Harvard to come back? Or are they just, is it just, mm, okay, all right. Ghana would oh, be yeah. nice without me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I really don't understand it. I mean, <laughs> is, I'm, I'm glad you're saying this, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Four years ago, it was very unheard of to think that a company or an institution like MEST will go and gather African developers and then bring them to bring Ghana, Ghana. Yeah. Right? Because they had that quote unquote mass of developers here that they could have turned them into startups. See, so for that to have happened, that should tell you something, right? Because then now you have to think to yourself, if MES naturally brings 100 people, okay? And now they're bringing all these foreign students into Ghana. That means the Ghanaian developer numbers shrinks. Yeah. True. Right? That totally shrinks. So already that's out of the window. So that tells you that the average Ghanaian is sitting there, like you said, oh, Ghana will be fine without me. But then they're the same people moaning about oh this foreigners Nigerians are in my country. I'm like, well, <laughs> come on. think about it. Your f- your house is burning. You have water in your kitchen, but you're sitting in your living room, pondering whether to go to the kitchen to go get the water to put the house out, right? Over- exactly. <laughs> See, so, yeah. so this guy from Nigeria comes and says, "Can I rent your nest door?" You said, "Yeah." So he rented the nest door. Not the sudden he's then selling your water back to you and then putting your fire out and charging you. You have a problem with that? No, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. You should have taken care of your resources when you had them. And the Ghanaian is just gonna sit there and literally go on Twitter. Right, write big English. I mean, we are very good on English. I mean, I don't think there's any other African <laughs> country that can match Ghanaians when it comes to speaking English. Like, really, that's that's our pastime. We we got MBA in that. If we, if we could give uh, medals for that, <laughs> Ghanaians will come first all the time, right? Because I mean, you listen to our radio now. You see them for the photos or the momos. That's what we do. Right. Wait, wait, so we're busy learning. We're not busy doing. That's the difference. See, so the average Ghanaian is just busy sitting there learning, not doing. See, so eventually this is what's happening. They're just not engaging the system. The things are just moving past them. I, mean, I think it can be salvaged. Uh, you, you shouldn't be too hard on us Ghanaians. I, I think it can be very... You see what I, I'm saying? I, wait, 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 all, all it needs is guidance. That's, uh-huh. in my opinion, that's what that's what is needed. Guidance. Yeah, but then the guidance. You see, I just said something uh-huh. about what we need to do, and autom- automatically you go on the defensive. We you know you're being hard on us. You know that's the Ghanaian thing. Oh, you're so harsh. You're so. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? Come on, come look, look. Wait, look, look, look at this hot sun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why should you be hard on us? After this hot sun that we're enduring. Uh, Why? Why? In Why? this hot sun, if it was anywhere else, you'd have figured out how to, you know, have the beach, water coming around, drive a yacht somewhere where people <laughs> can get on it, sell ice cream and make money out of it. Go to, um, what do you call it, um, Labadi Beach right now, right? Mm. You've got this lake thing be- behind the yeah. street. If this was in Lagos, it would have turned that into a boat thing right now, making right, yeah, just yeah. skiing, people making money out of it. But in Ghana, they'll be like, oh, but the, 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 the fetish priests need to bury a cow underneath and then <laughs> they have to pay our ancestors Wait, for them to... Do, do you know that actually happened? There, there was a 
company trying to construct a bridge across it uh-huh. was a Chinese firm. Uh-huh. They halted them because like the gods said no. The gods said no. Um, you see so that bridge is uncompleted. Um, you see that? And they just made a diversion across. You see them? You see them? And then you want to bring this to tech? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, um, so we're where we are mm. in Ghana. Mm. I mean, I am partially based here, so yeah. I, I have to say we. So we're where we are in Ghana. <laughs> I think. So I look at this situation now, and as he said, I think it can be salvaged. Right. But I don't. I hope what I will not say now puts me to. Tr- ah. Say it. <laughs> say it. I think it can be salvaged. But to be honest with you, if I'm being very frank, I don't think it can be salvaged by Ghanaians. No. Right? So, I was talking to... Or the to ones born here. Or the... Or... Okay. The what? Or, yeah. <laughs> I leave it as well. I said, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I don't want to say the word now. Huh? <laughs> so, I was talking to a friend who came here, who came to Ghana to do, like, market research. Mm. He is... They have a... He's building a, a startup mm-hmm. in, in Lagos like a medical directory of some sort. So a multi-hospital directory. So okay. someone is fatally injured and they're rushing him to the hospital. They don't need to start testing him, checking his blood. Da, 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 da. So you have a database that has all this information. Oh, and wow. Every hospital mm-hmm. can actually access that. So he came to Ghana to do some market research because he knows that he's heard about the health, as you said, in the health industry here. And he came here and we spoke and we spoke and we spoke. And he said that he went to he went to over 17 private hospitals mm. in Accra, in Accra alone. He didn't even go outside of Accra. And all of them told him, no, we cannot give out our database. Data. Mm. He said, okay, what if I speak to your patients? Mm. Because I feel like patients would appreciate this, you yeah. know? So you don't know what could really happen, mm. you know? And they said, no, they can't even ask. You can't even give out your data. But this is something that Nigerian hospitals are like, okay, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Mm-hmm. And he came he, and we spoke and he said, and there was also a Ghanaian startup founder that was with us that mm. day. And he spoke and he said that, give me seven months in Ghana. Let him move here for seven months in Ghana. He'll create a product that Ghanaian people, eh, they'll start doing night vigil for him to take his product out of, you know, out of the country. Mm-hmm. So, I, as I said, I think it can be salvaged, but not by Ghanaians. Mm. So now the issue is, how do we attract people who can actually come and salvage the startup community here? Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's what we should be looking at. Yeah. Can we do it? Do we have the, the people here that can do it? Do we have to look at some of the evangelists, the startup evangelists in Nigeria to come mm-hmm. and say, okay, look, how can we partner? You know, because there's really, at the end of the day, we're trying to build Africa. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a self-sustainable Africa. Mm-hmm. So there's really nothing we're collaborating mm-hmm. between countries. I mean, I know Kenya is collaborating with some South African people for Konza City. Right. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's in Kenya, so mm. there's going to be more jobs, there's right. be, you know, so if you collaborate with Nigerians or with South Africans, it's still in Ghana, mm. you know, so how do we tackle that? You right. Know, how do we get people who can do that? Okay, I see what you mean. So we can, we could do that on a timeline basis, right? See, so bring the experts in. Just like the same way we do with the Chinese when they're building mm, roads, right? Yeah. They bring their people in. See, so why can't we do exactly the same thing? Which is right. See, so if we want to embark on certain projects, we will bring in the people that have the expertise and then say, okay, you would then help us grow the local capacity for that. See, so that when you leave, let's say in three years or two years or whatever, these people can take over. 
right? See, so if it's investment, for example, we will bring in the likes of the victors and all of those other people to come here to stay here for two or three years, school our guys on VC, how to raise money locally right and then do that so they become fund managers and all of those other stuff that's great right and then you will get um your let's say mark um Kessian. right and then people that would do like the hotel um type of um businesses people that can actually do that right they will tell you how to build these kind of startups that know what business development is and how to go to market and all of that so they can stay here for like a year or two right and then they will be getting somebody an understudy who then will take over the market once that person just leaves so we need to have that on a timeline basis so we can bring in the experts to do that but they have to partner with the local person for that to happen otherwise if they leave we'll still be back in the same situation anyway so, so we agree that Ghana need the startup community here needs help. Yeah, oh, help. It's on life support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. So, having identified all of these issues that seem to be both like educational, psychological, like social, what makes you decide to still keep the doors of iSpace open? Because anytime I see the red go green and the black star, it does something to me, right? Um, and I believe, like you're saying, I believe that we're capable of doing it. It's just that we need to drag the Ghanaian um, entrepreneur to the dark side, right? Expose danger and for them to survive, for them to know that, okay, I can actually do this, right? Because in Nigeria, you get to say it every day. Because you survive all the hassle and bustle, you know you can do it. But here, you don't get to do that see so you don't really know you can do it so that's a test of character so when you find some of the startups that go through here we have a program called startup hustle right that we're going to put out i was having a conversation with the guys and then one of them decides to flare up at me i might just blasted the hell out of him right <laughs> for him to know that you can't do this with me but then just after that we were cool then he just built the MVP for what it is that they needed to do. And then now they're building it for some guy that wants to do um, a fintech thing for them, right? See, so it's possible to do. We just have to believe that we can drag it out of them, right? It's almost like creating that harsh environment mm -hmm. for them to survive it. So that's what keeps me, um, like I would say, assured and hopeful because I know it's there, right? It's going to be there and it, we can make it happen because intellectually they they already there it's just the physical and the character that needs to be tested for them to be able to do what it is that they need to do because the Ghanaian is not lazy let's not you know just no way the Ghanaian is lazy it's just that we're not exposed to real hustle because our environment is too chilled for us so we don't do that sharp 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 thing see so we just need a, an environment so don't, I won't even use the word conducive. We need like a hellish environment that will make us then become a little bit, wake up our other senses that we, we sleep in on at the moment, right? Um, Wait, so, that's what so, drives so me. So does that mean like the comfort you have, knowing that no matter what happens, I'll be a right. relative uh -huh. or someone to stay away? Right. Even if you're on the streets, you're going to get at least a meal to, to eat. eat. Right. Kind of keeps you sane. It's like, I'm not, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Right. But then if you know that what I'm screwed, like this is it. <laughs> then you, you're on the streets. streets like, yeah. The real sense of it. Uh-huh. If somebody, it's like, 
you know I'm, I'm eating wache here, right? And I know I can leave it and then go and get water and come back and the wache will still be there. Uh, sure, I would moonwalk my way because it's cool. Yeah. But then if you know if you leave it here, somebody will come and take it quickly. You will take the wache with you to go and get the food, right? See, so that mentality... Exactly. <laughs> you see? So that mentality will let you know that, yeah, you need to protect your food, but then also need to go get more assets, right? See, so by that putting yourself in an uncomfortable position to survive will breed that hassle mentality out of us. Mm. So for for a startup, okay, or, let's say I, have, I want to start a business. So I'm gonna be a startup in tech. In tech. Mm-hmm. What are the steps? What would your advice I do? In Ghana. Yeah. In Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would just say it depends on which um, end you're coming from. So if you're just the, C, um, the CEO, the guy with the idea, but you can't code, you can't do anything, walk into any of these hubs, right? And then pretty much be an open book and tell them, listen, I lack all the technical skills. Do you have anybody that can help me build on this idea, right? Mm. And then be honest. And then if they introduce you to a person, you can tell the person, listen, I have no money right but i would love to partner with you and then give you equity and everything so your ability to sell that dream or the vision to the tech person when then you become founders and then you build on that right yeah. but then if you're the cto i see you're the guy that can build but you have no vision no yeah. business yeah. mindset whatsoever then also again partner up with somebody that does right but if you can't find if you want and you feel like okay Nah, I want to do it by myself. I wouldn't advise you to, but you can then come to the likes of the iSpace or the Impact Hubs where we run these coding classes and everything else. So then it means you have to then um, almost practice, sacrifice a bit of your time to learn, acquire the skill that you lack for yeah. you to do whatever it is that you need to do. Um, and then be, I wouldn't say humble, but be ready to learn. Right? So read, 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 create, go to the market, get insulted right like really put your mar- um, product out let people laugh at you but then see that as feedback well, isn't one of the problems the fact that we you might not even know where your market is or where to get mass of people who might be your market that's a beautiful thing because you don't know where it is so you can go anyway right mm. because you don't know where it is you can go anywhere and then from there you're like okay okay so that was a wrong move yeah. then you go somewhere else right because again if you build an app we in this illusion that everybody's on a smartphone but then if you go to more color right now the more color woman only probably use the calculator on their app. app yeah see so now you've you've created a, um, a nice app but she's got an iphone but she only uses it for a calculator so mm. there's a million of them there but um, but they're not going to use your product because they're not <laughs> interested in that they only use it to just calculate so maybe if you then figure out maybe if you need to go to Abrikuma or one of those places where if it's a rural um, area, you can create a feature phone type setup platform where they can use, right? See, so you just have to know the product that you've created and thinking, okay, think beyond Accra all the time and get out of your comfort zone. Go outside of Accra, experiment over there. And if it works, it works, it doesn't, doesn't, then you come back. But the most important thing is you have to do it. You can never avoid... Um, greatness by being mediocre hmm. you have to push yourself right so even if the market is not there you can create it who i mean look at this iphone x nonsense that everybody is jumping <laughs> up and down about right think about it seriously you just purchased an iphone 7 six months ago yeah no iphone 8 come up no iphone, iPhone 6. you think to yourself do you really need that no but they've created that illusion in your head that you need it so as long as your product is good enough and with a little bit of good marketing it will work so i think i think this also 
I love the fact that you brought up marketing. It brings us back to the hype before product. Mm. So a few months ago, we heard that um, Paul Miller mm-hmm. and his co-founder raised $4.3 million right. for, will you call it a Slack for Ghanaian? I, I don't know if that's what it was, but mm-hmm. we heard it was a, an app that helps Ghanaian companies be more productive. Be more productive. Yeah, more productive. Right, right. I, that was the most vaguest description of a product that you've I've ever heard. ever heard, right? So, and when you now hear stories like that, you now hear another story like Mudclo. Mm-hmm. Some guy, some kid in Ghana builds a Google rival. You know, I don't. I'm not a VC. I'm not an investor. But when I keep hearing all these stories that are vague, mm. all these clickbait stories, mm. and then I actually now buy a plane ticket, travel all the way to Ghana, I come here. Okay, where's the Moodclo kid? Mm-hmm. I go to the kid, look at his product, and just see he copied source code. You know. Will I come here again? No. Oh. I go back, I tell my friends that Ghana does a lot of clickbait. Mm-hmm. So, for, I'm not saying Paul's product is not... What I'm it is. Right, 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 right. right, right. Know, yeah, because he's not saying that. And Paul, I know you. He's <laughs> not saying that. So, exactly. chill. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm really not yeah. saying that. But mm. I think... I don't know. Is, there, is it a problem with the press? Is it a problem with the, fa- the startups themselves? The kind of information? Are they doing... Oh, I'm humble. With the kind of information they release... Mm. What's happening? Because okay. we also, um, I, I don't know if you've heard of Technova. It's yeah, yeah, it's Technova, Excel. right. Mm. So I do the content and strategy mm. there. And it's hard finding these things. Mm-hmm. It's oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not hard, though. You email you, them, mm. they air you. Right. It's not hard. What you mean is, it's hard finding the right stories. Because to put in that nonsense, dear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Right. And I think because journalism has hit such a low point right now, they they printing and publishing anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, on the investor point of view, and this is where my Nigerian mindset comes in. Yeah. If I came here and I saw that this kid was smart enough to chorus, um, I mean, copy the source codes and fool people to think it's a, that means there must be a little bit of ingenuity there, <laughs> right? And the kid is only like eighteen. Right. Mm-hmm. See, so instead of us dissecting the kid up and down, yeah. we can just kind of say, you know what, you okay? We know you 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 play with big boys. Okay, okay. now move him and then get a good mentor to mentor him. Right. So, so maybe in a year or two, the kid will come out and actually create something, something. that is a rival too. Right. Okay. Um, because I just think that the Ghanaian nature is, and I think Nigerians don't do it too much, but maybe little do I know, but the Ghanaian nature is this, we like to destroy things the moment we see them. And that also comes out of envy, right? Okay. See, so it's like, okay, so this kid did this, oh, really, would it work? And we, so we've got a bunch of, um, quote unquote, gatekeepers. Their, their main job is to just blast anything Ghanaian, right? Mm-hmm. But then what's that guy's name? The one, the, um, is it Tesla or whatever? His name is the guy that owns um Aaron is it Aaron Musk or whatever his name Elon is? Musk. El- Tesla. Yeah, the Tesla. Yeah. That's yeah. it. What has he invented? Electric cars, right? Mm-hmm. The guy always talking about, oh, we're gonna go to the moon. Has he been there before? No. But correct me if I'm wrong. Every single tech group that you know always using his quotes. Using his quotes, right? Of course. Because they've created this illusion that they know everything. But in reality, they just throw out information just to see mm. how people react to it, mm. right? Yeah. But because they, they've created something that is credible, so we allow them to spew that nonsense, right? And that's the thing. See, so when we see these kids creating something, because an 18-year-old, what does he know? 
He's only 18. So those of us, the older generation, be like, okay, I see where you're going with that. You, come here. Cool. With that youthful enthusiasm that you yeah. got, let's put it to good use and yeah. then really teach you how to create that thing. Because the passion is already there, so then teach you how to create that thing and then mold it in the right way. Mm. Now, from an investor point of view, again, the investor, to me, I think you should have done your research before you got on the plane, right? <laughs> <laughs> because because <laughs> this is Africa, okay? This is Africa where marketing comes before product, okay? And um, so make a few phone calls. Speak to the right people. Don't always speak to the people that can have access to the passport so they can then be the ones that fly to San Francisco and come and sit there and say, yeah, I'm an investor in Africa. Ask them, how many startups are they invested in? They won't be able to tell you, right? But because these investors as well, when they meet some of these guys in Silicon Valley and all that, think, oh, because you're here, that means you're credible. No, homeboy just has parents that will, you know, <laughs> afford to put him on a plane and he's able to Google and then he knows when the events are happening that he's here. It shows up. Yeah. It shows up. But some of the right guys can't afford to go there, right? See, so don't just look at the ones with the blue ticks on Twitter and think that they're the credible ones, right? Do your research. Just Google. Do your research. You'll find out there's some guys that are doing things. So just one of two phone calls, right? Oh, just say, oh, so who's that guy? What is he doing? Oh, yeah, send me an email. Send me a link to the product. If I can't point you to a link to something that I've done, that means you're not about that life, right? Because how can you say you're a developer, but then you can't even show one, one website one, yeah. that you've created? That don't make sense. That don't make sense. Created. created it, exactly, right? And that is what they, these people need to do because... I think also that comes from that Western guilt that they have because they've painted Africa as 419 for so long. So then they're scared of actually asking questions, uh. asking, oh, I might be deemed racist or something. <laughs> but dude, if I have 250 million to invest, call me racist all you want. <laughs> I want to see the data. <laughs> okay? This is not, no, seriously, I want to see the data. Right? Because listen, all my friends are Nigerians. I love them to death. But if somebody tells me, like, yo, I've got this land in Lagos somewhere and I, you know, I know you've got four million and all I need is three million to build a hotel. Give me the three million. I'm like, let's go on the plane. Go and see where the land is in Koyi itself so I can speak to the Oba of Lagos to make sure you own that land and I'll give you the money. It is what it is. Right? It is what it is. We've read in the Bible stories that um, Daniel was able to tame the lions, right? But does it mean that I walk into a lion's den with a prayer? Come on, B. <laughs> Why would you do that? You see what I'm saying? Why would you do that? See, so, yes, we can be, there's nothing being optimistic, but also be realistic in how you do things, right? And I think that's what we need to do. See, so some of these people, let's not bash them so much. Let's just figure out why they're doing what it is that they're doing. And, you know, the, the people that can actually change this narrative is you guys, right? Call out the BS when you see it's BS. Don't be afraid. And if it's a good thing, also praise it. See, so when you see all these top 10 Ghanaian, um, what, what do you call them, um, most influential, ask those questions. What makes you influential? Simple question. Why are you offended if I ask you a question? You're a hater. Yeah. But, yeah <laughs> but, no, but it's, it's true though. A simple question. Yeah, you on the list. Congratulations. But I would like to know why you are the most influential person. So exactly. So uh huh. So how on what metric do they use to do that? Then you can defend yourself and so because I've done A, B, C, and D, and they figured that I was worth you know because I've um, influenced all of these other kids. Then great. So there's credible data that backs that up. But right now 
it's just like people want to do less so they will call their friends and mm. then say oh, so who can you recommend ah you see and then the friend will put it on there and then that's it so fobs will just do under 30 meanwhile you haven't even checked it because i'm 40 years old but i can tell anybody i'm 28 and how are they going to check it and this is africa i can just get a passport and get so that under 30 and all that don't mean anything if it's not credible so you guys have to be the ones that uphold that credibility but the moment some of you are not because again payroller you want to be the one to get the main source you want to be the one to get the stories so you want to get paid so you will not question things right <laughs> but our credibility is a stake here if we want technova to be the tech crunch of africa it has to have credible stories it can't just let nonsense ride because the moment you do that that's what everybody's going to believe as it is. So then when you come out with real stories, they're also going to think it's nonsense. True. Like Mr. DT of America keeps shouting, fake news, <laughs> fake news, everything's fake news. But meanwhile, we can see that it's... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because they've seen, his audience have seen that for a long time, media has been manipulating things. Yeah. See, So when he says it, they're going to believe him. Even though when you turn on the other channel, it's actually somebody's getting killed live. But because he said it's fake news, you're going to believe it. Because we've allowed that nonsense to grow. So speaking on information, right? Is there is it ever gonna be possible for there to be an aggregate of anything and everything that's going on in the tech space in Ghana? If yes, what is it gonna? Why is it? Yeah, I was about to. I was about to say that. No, I mean aside um, independent like upcoming blogs, like Mm -hmm. like institutionalized but we don't need that we don't need that no i isn't i think it's gonna be necessary to be able to eventually plug in, like go in somewhere and, like pick up a phone and say hey i heard this is happening and then have someone verify that hey yeah but for that true, to happen that means we need to fire the md of telegraph right ghana telegraph and all those and make you the md because the people that are working for him are still using typewriters the people that can actually verify the story for bbc are sitting in thing no, they don't no, have the no, connection no, with you no, but but Jay, i think you must impact hub. you guys could come together and easily do that ah but like, can we so these are but the tech say, startups these mm-hmm. are the industries they are and this is how much revenue has been, been accrued been, so mm-hmm. far these are the people to watch out for right but you see what's happening now is if we are competing we don't see the reason why we need to work together because it's a funding thing right mm-hmm. so mess they've got their own money Right, see, so they don't really care about the community because at the end of the day, they got their money, they're doing what it is that they're supposed to do. See, so why do they need us, right? Because they could breed their own people. So, what they need to be involved in the tech community for, right? Then, when you look at Impact Hub and iSpace and the rest, we are fighting over funding. See, so if our funders see us together, and let's say I'm able to bring 38 women um, startups onto the table and say, yeah, that's what I've created, but you bring two. Then somebody brings one. The funder's going to say, oh, let's go with iSpace because you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So automatically, you want to expose yourself like that. <laughs> so let's just all operate in silos and in the shadows and make things happen. Wow. You see, that's all it is. I, I think the only hope is for someone who was bred in this, like the tech streets. Right. To like actually be successful and then give back to the community. Yeah, and that's what we need. Because you see, the funny thing is, like you're saying, have you noticed sometimes when you do, they do like um, startup pitch events and stuff, right? Has anybody wondered where the startups come from? No. Right? So if you're not building capacity, where do you think the startups going to come from? 
so you put the call out there and usually the same people mm -hmm. or some people that are not even ready to pitch and then they come and pitch and then the investors are thinking what kind of nonsense yeah. is this i'm not you see because <laughs> you didn't yeah because you didn't build capacity see, so that way yeah until like you said we get that credible guy that one person because even and you know we had that in um uptel right because it was um smsgh and now they're uptel yeah. but then Again, because of the whole little, we don't really know the full story, see, so we can't really True. celebrate you because yeah. we don't really know the full story. Yeah. And the Ghanaian will choose to be, uh, let me be humble. But then I think someone like Alex needs to tell the story. He needs to be out there. Let people know how you got to this point so that it, it inspires and motivates other people to yeah. move in your direction. But then if you say, oh, me, I'm humble, I'm just making my money, <laughs> then... I can also rob banks and be humble and make money. So I, I, I have one more question, right? So I know that iSpace is doing a lot independently. Right. But I'm eager to know how the, the way government has been of an influence. I don't know if you've iSpace has partnered. Because to be honest with you, another reason, the reason why we sort of started this podcast mm -hmm. was to get in-depth information Let, right. let's actually get the information since mm -hmm. since the um, what's the fire shot since fire. the Amaya de Braz and those guys will not get the proper information for us you know mm -hmm. let's meet these guys come on our podcast mm -hmm. since you wouldn't want to do a tech interview or a text interview or stuff so how have you been able to liaise with government have you guys done any projects have you guys been able to maybe work with Ministry of Information, Ministry of Communications, you know, stuff like that? I mean, great question. So I already made it um, a point in the beginning never to engage government, right? Um, not that I hate government because I'm an advocate of government because I think they are the people that can shape society in a good way if they choose to, right? But that's beside the point. And I think the previous government, they didn't really see the tech revolution coming or they saw it, but they didn't understand it. So they kind of really didn't pay attention to it they shied away from it but this um current administration wants to get involved in the whole um coding space and all of those other stuff right and i just hope that they get the right partners to implement these things for them mm -hmm. see so we're forming a group um, a tech group that is at the moment talking to the ministry of communication and all of those that are trying to lobby them uh, and it takes time but we've seen the positive steps in what it is that they want to do. And for the record, I don't support any, any party. So me saying this, I don't want NDC or MPP people jumping up and down. <laughs> no, no. It's just, I just speak facts. It is what it is. See, so this government at the moment are into the whole tech, tech. They want to do the tech thing. So let's just see how that, um, you know, it goes. See, so yeah, I'm willing to work with them on projects that they have because I think they want to do this um, ICT centers around um, the nation. Yeah. Right. Um, see, so if I'm lucky enough for them to say, okay, you know, partner on one of our projects, I will more than happy to um, help them do it because it's a win for the tech community to do that. So those of us that are passionate about the tech community, we need to forego our party affiliations and focus on the tech and building and then saying, okay, we're going to take advantage of the fact that the government is into tech right now, whether it's just, um, as you like, you guys would say, an fizzy thing that <laughs> they want to do, right? At least let's, let, up, let us be the ones that will help them pop the champagne in that sense yeah. so they don't spray it everywhere. So, that, you know, so the right people get the knowledge, yeah, yeah. right? See, so I would love to do that and um, I, I commend them for what it is that they don't. Um, you know, so yeah, so they're doing well in that space. Speaking, speaking of groups, right, a lot of the time they start with good intentions, mm -hmm. but then you get in 
proximity with power or money or wealth, corruption. and it's <laughs> like suddenly you are it becomes a closed group and yeah. we lose sight of the initial goal yeah. and we start to keep people out mm. how yeah. yeah how do we how do we ensure that we we don't become cliquish but then we remain transparent and actually recommend people based on what they are doing and not because they are just closest to us mm-hmm. How was this group? Okay, I'm sure you, you cannot reveal as much details. As oh no, 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 I can. How, how was this group? What credibility was this group formed upon? Uh-huh. You know? Great. See, so what? Um, because it's um a hub tech hub groups for you to belong to the group, you have to um either be a co-founder or running an actual tech hub, right? Um, see, so people that are running like one day work tech workshops are not part of that group, okay. right? Um, so you have to have that infrastructure. You have to have a building, and then have a co-founder that yeah, we can say okay, you founded this um, hub. So like Victor is part of the group from okay, Impact, Impact hub. hub. William is also in there. Um, we have the guys from Kumasi Hive and all of those other stuff because we're trying to let the government see that these hubs already exist. So you don't need to build yeah, another one. Yeah. Just work with the ones already there. See, so not any and anybody can kind of join so to speak right and then we also in discussions that how then do we partner with you know that um i would say the news people the media people so then i can recommend you and then somebody else that knows somebody also recommends you so from that recommendation we know that it's credible because if it's coming from me my reputation is on the line i'm not going to just give anybody to just get two blogs <laughs> and they say they're a blogger this is like doesn't make sense um so yeah that's how so you have to be um a community manager of an actual hub or a founder of an actual hub for you to belong to that group. How do you prevent the clickish thing? Oh, me that say it in the group all the time. <laughs> he knows me very well. <laughs> I tell them, listen, they, we, we are a movement, right? We're not a group of friends. We're not here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's I like true. That. It's true. I tell them. Like right? You're yeah. Not partying together. Yeah, like, no, not, no, no, no. We, we, we the movement. This is what we don't. Because we had a situation where the other day I went in the group and I blasted everybody in the group. Because the government were going around talking to individual hubs saying, oh, we want to partner with you to do this, do that. Mm. You know, this training things. And then yeah. some of them were just jumping at it. And I'm like, so when they came and spoke to me, they said, oh, we've spoken to this person, that person. I'm like, ah, but we're in the same group. How come yeah. the person never said that to me? So I went in the group. This means, see, this is how Jesus got killed, you know. <laughs> because when the Roman soldiers walked into the garden, right, they didn't know who he was. Yeah. Judas had to go kiss his cheek. So if the government is the Roman soldiers, right, and we, the tech people, were Jesus, right, and we, the hubs, we, the Judases, if we allow the government to just pinpoint and say, okay, yeah, so we notice the coding is the weak point, so <laughs> you, the one that's going to do it for us, the rest of us will drown, right? Because we can't operate like that. We let them know that if you're working with Impact Hub, that means you're working with all of us, right? You can't work with iSpace and not work with the other people. So if you want to work with um, this group, that means you have to do a similar project in Kumase, similar project in Ho, and across the board. You're not just going to, you know, empower, um, you know, people in Accra and then leave the rest to themselves. No. See, so that means if you have 500,000 for um, the coding program, split it across the country. So that everybody gets their share, because then that way we developing that ecosystem, right? Everybody gets their share. Capacity is built. We get our little money. Everybody's cool. We do it the right way, right? We shouldn't just give money to just one hub because you know you're the loudest in the group, or you're the one that was able to you know do the political game and kiss kiss God knows whatever <laughs> just for you to get there. See, so yeah, me, yeah, no, 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 no. We a movement, no group of friends. I like that. That's I mean that's kind of like the most candid statement any. Mm 
tech person has mm. really truly said because that click thing i think i wrote a piece on technova which was talking about the developer click mm. you know, oh the lord Ghana, like, oh lord <laughs> oh lord um and we had edem on our last episode mm. we he kind of you know shed more light on it mm. and then why that is too but so just to round up you know just mm. a few couple of things so we're seeing the negative sides you know and i also want us to shed some light positive, on the positive right. side um so people like omg voice mm. you won't call them your typical tech startup they're right, like right. more of a media startup mm. but for the case of ghana they're the kind of like flag bearers Sh- right. you know so to say so people like omg voice people like express pay mm-hmm. um i don't know how well they're doing in terms of voicing their mm-hmm. startup to the world these guys secured funding one way or the other these guys are doing well in giving back i heard omg kind of sponsored three Ghanaian startups mm-hmm. to yc meetup in right. Lagos. Mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so if you're going to advise someone who is they've been around for a while i have a couple of friends who mm-hmm. are doing a lot of startup stuff they've been around for a while funding has been an issue how can they just look past you know these hindrances look past all these things that are happening and how open are I, is iSpace's door to people like this? Oh, my yeah. my door is almost always and 100% open, right? Because I will fight for you if you're ready to fight for yourself, right? That's that's always been my mentality. I will do any and everything possible to get your story heard. And the point is, because if what it is you're doing is credible, and those stumbling blocks are funding and credibility, quote-unquote, yeah. because you can't get the right stories or whatever, mm-hmm. I will leverage on my... Um, network that i have to get you that close to your dream as um, much as possible all i need from you is your passion and dedication to do the, the thing that you need to do because i can't go fighting on your behalf. almost like doing the dunking for you right just going there and saying you're the best you're the best and then when the time comes you let me down right because then you put my credibility on the line see so as long as you're willing to do this I will be there for you. I will walk with you and do whatever it needs to be done in order for you to get the chance to get funding. Because there's a couple of people that have helped get funding that I don't talk about because that's it is what it is. We don't need to talk about it because mm-hmm. you know we helped them or you know done a few introductions or whatever. But that was possible because some of them had done the work and they could show that they've done the work, right? And I mean, one of them that really always talks about it is like um, Farmerline, for yeah. example, right? I remember the guy 2011 met the dude, you know, and next thing you know, got him one of his first um, funding and now he's where it is, right? See, so that is there. It can be, it can be done. The startups or the founder himself has to walk through this door and say, listen, I know you you like your brush, you do all of these things. Me, that's something that I don't do very well, but this is my product, right? And I need you to speak on behalf, you know, my behalf and be the Don King for me in that sense and get me closer to Las Vegas if you can. And then we'll make it happen, right? See, so my door is always open. My door is always open. They can just walk in. And believe it or not, some, some of these guys, they sleep here. Wow. Yeah, they sleep here. And that's the thing. So it kills my electricity, but... Like I said, I said I'm going to build a space that is conducive environment for startups. So if they feel 2 o'clock in the evening or in the morning is conducive enough for them to code, then I need to just zip it and find out how to pay for my electricity (laughs) for them to do it. Right? See, so whoever is ready to work, I'm here. I'm here. Charlie. Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a... a 
Fire episode. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been great. No, no, no. I like, you see, the thing is, I like these things. I think we need to have avenues where people can actually express their true views, right? And again, I'm not saying this because you're here. I've already liked me for a long time, so it's just not. But you guys need to be the mouthpiece for what it is that's happening. Push the agenda. Don't be afraid to push the agenda right like really this is what we're about we like credible stories we want to promote credible startups and if you're not credible we're not promoting you so you have to get your credibility in line for us to even promote you and then keep doing it and you will win because right now people are dying for african content right they dying for african content so why wouldn't bbc take this and then use it for their radio broadcast of course they would if you know we push it hard enough that's yeah. the most beautiful thing i i think i I've loved every bit of this episode, but before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) So we're here now, me and I, co-hosts of Ababushi. Um, So iSpace were nice enough to always give us their space anytime we needed to record Mm -hmm. this episode. But, so, okay, I I really can't speak for Akrawi Day, but I can speak for Technogram, what we're doing. A lot of the challenges we've had have been from accessibility, Mm -hmm. information, you know, just... So we partnered with Echo House for Social Media Week. That gave us some great traction. Right. We're partnering with um, African Business 2020 for Tech in Ghana. Right, in November, right? In yeah. November. Um, and but these things are nice, you mm. know, for the traction. Is, right. But it's not really. It's that that's not you know we want to cover the real stories. Mm-hmm. You know we want to dig deep. You know take a trotro to ice space and cover these stories mm-hmm. and everything just off the top of your head you know we can always talk about this behind the scenes <laughs> what are some of the ways you think that we can collaborate we can push the startup community forward make these things heard because we're getting a lot of followers from people who i believe are like vcs that have pseudo accounts mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I, just, <laughs> I just i just feel like you know yeah. it happens i've heard mm. of it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. investors just create studio accounts follow, just to see, just know, to see what's happening right you're talking about no, right. all that stuff mm. you know off, how do you think these collaborations can work how can technova partner with ispace how can a day partner with ispace mm-hmm. you know just what do you think yeah i mean there's a lot of business that we can do so again if we have events you can cover it if you're going to do something you can let us know and find out ways we in which we can sponsor it we have startups that you can um, interview and me i don't even you see it sounds off but i don't even mind paying for features right because that's business we won't mind taking the money no no but, <laughs> no, but it's true no, but it's we true but you get my money. point it's it's that's what it is it's business yeah. right and also if i'm in meetings and stuff and i know people that are looking for media coverage and all that i can recommend you guys we have to see how important well we have to know how important every single um, piece of this pillar is so we can't do what it is that we're doing without you guys vice versa exactly. so if you need any tech guys that you want to interview if you can't access them let me know if i know them i will just say oh come on right mm. even if i don't i'll find out who they are and talk yeah. to them for you right yeah. see so yeah we can sponsor some of your events you can cover our events and you know do more introductions that way okay. find ways in which we can generate revenue in doing what it is you're doing because if you if you're making money from this yeah. then other people will want to invest yes. in it and that's how we all grow because if technova is if somebody came right now and said okay we want to give technova 10 million then technova thinking okay so we need to cover tech stories, right? Because now you're not going to do 
um, trotro stories. You have to do tech yeah, stories. Exactly. So, so you have to ensure <laughs> that the tech, you know, <laughs> ecosystem yeah. exists for that to happen. Yeah. See, so it's not a chicken and egg situation. It is what it is. It's just yeah. both the chicken and the egg at the same time. We have to grow oh. together. True. Right? See, so every, in, in each other way that we can make this happen, yeah. let me know. He knows That's me already. Right, we have to make it happen because Definitely. I can't survive without you. And you know, I've got all these startups. I have great female startups that they need publicity, mm. and talking to you guys is what they need. So that means that okay, they will also pay for advertisement on your platform because it's business. True. Right? True. Is that's it? Because the more you money you have, the more you can pay for bandwidth for you to access more followers. Right? Yeah. See, so that way, that means you can advertise on my platform. Yeah. You have more people that can listen to you, yeah. and yeah. Because if you, they're doing it for these other radio stations, why can't we do it for um, digital podcasts? True. True. Yeah, this was such an awesome episode. Uh, <laughs> I think we're almost an hour, an hour yeah, long. Right? Yeah, it's, I think so. Yeah. We need to have a part two. I think yeah. <laughs> there's, a lot more, there's a lot more that needs to be said. Um, I'm still trying to digest everything, mm. but it's been a great hour and a, and a half. They're about uh, right. uh, speaking with you, Josiah. I'm... I think that there is a lot that iSpace is doing. I see it. Even just walking in and just seeing people coding. coding you know, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's got, a lot. Can you believe I've got a 19-year-old kid, right? They created five of our websites all in six months. Oh. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he codes in four dif- well, five different languages. And he's actually learning how to build apps now. Is he here now? Yeah, Suleiman, yeah. the guy oh with the God. headphones on, 19. And he started from our program, Code School. Code so from a program we created two years ago just wow. taught him how to code wow. and then he just these went, are the stories you know I mean? that yeah, you know Suleiman, I'm telling you I'm telling you <sighs> yeah a 19 year old 19 year old you don't finish your statement <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah wow we'll definitely yeah. need to have a chat with him you mm. know just, just to see mm. but um this was mm. great this was great we really appreciate your time um where we're eager to see, you know, what this podcast is going to lead people, you know, hear their responses, hear what they think, you know, and then we'll also be willing to do a part two. <laughs> no, um, amen. And like I said, I'm, you know, always here. Let me know.